Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and today is July 20th. I hope wherever you live that you're safe, that your weather isn't too oppressive, that you, if there are fires in your state, that they are coming under control, that they aren't too close to keep you from breathing. The, the floods, if there are floods, that they aren't, that you aren't suffering from all of this extreme weather that we're experiencing. So, I'd like to read some more. I realize I'm reading every day now from Dhamma Everywhere. Uh, this is such a wonderful book and it always has such a good message for anyone really whether you are whether you're a serious practitioner or not i think his message ashin tejaniya or sayadaw u tejaniya um, i think his message is just appropriate for life and if you are a meditator what he calls a yogi then i think they're really wonderful it's really wonderful advice for us in our meditation practice which is, as he repeatedly tells us, is what we're working on is let, allowing it to become our lives. We're met, we'll be meditating all the time. So, I'm on page 131. We're still in the short, the section where he's summarizing things and calls it in a nutshell. I think in a nutshell, it's a really long section, kind of an over, uh, he's rounding up some of the key points. Okay, this may have been something I read last time, but it's a really good paragraph. It's not easy to see the mind. When you do see the mind, it's not easy for understanding to arise. Defilements are even tougher to understand. You must always, always be interested in the mind and continually learn about it. The most important ingredient here is having the right attitude. What is happening is Dhamma nature, an object to be known and observed. Once there is right view and right attitude present, be diligent with moment-to-moment -moment awareness don't interfere with objects, but whatever happens, happen, because it has nothing to do with you. With momentum, the field of awareness expands and wisdom is sure to follow. When the observing mind grows in strength and wisdom, it will begin to see the different machinations and variations used by defilements. For now, defilements have all the entry points mapped out because the mind has been their playground for so long. The emerging wisdom is not smart enough to counter the defilements running circles around it. But there is no need to get upset over this. You can study and learn from each experience so long as there is awareness. Most people pay attention to concepts, panyati, 
ultimate reality, uh, ultimate reality, paramatta, can't be discerned by a mind with moha. Awareness knows that objects are happening or arising, but only wisdom goes through to the heart of what is happening to understand its, its natural characteristics. So think about it. If we meditate with a strong, fixed concentration, but without right view, instead of learning about defilements and becoming skillful in thinning them down, it becomes possible to create any experience we want. We can create anything, even the concept of Nibbana, with strong concentration. That's why I'm so wary of this kind of concentration. It can create anything it wants. You will only grab hold of concepts if you follow the storyline. The past and future are merely in the storyline. The nature of what is happening is the mind, and the mind is arising in the present moment. So if you know there is thinking, when there is thinking, that's awareness at work already. Don't immediately assume that the mind is agitated when you see thoughts. There is awareness because the mind has some measure of calmness. Only when there is no awareness can you say the mind is not calm. Let me read that sentence again. It's really important. Don't immediately assume that the mind is agitated when you see thoughts. There is awareness because the mind has some measure of calmness. Only when, it, only when there is no awareness can you say that the mind is not calm. But so long as the mind is aware of the thinking, there is already some sort of stability there. The mind can and will create a great many things and will believe the things it has created. If it has never been, if it has never seen very subtle levels of mind. Let me say something here about how perceptions and wisdom work. You hear a sound. It's assumed that the mind already recognizes sound as an object here. So when you hear this sound, doesn't the mind interpret the sound as the sound of birds, the bell, or crickets? Perception, sanya, interprets the sound and creates meaningful and creates meaning out of it while wisdom panya knows this sound as sound so our perception creates meaning out of what it interprets as sound but wisdom knows it knows sound as sound do you think this is happening one by one it's not it's all included and happening together in one time when you are able to see the different parts of the mind working in this way you can see many things at once <clears throat> there's no need to meditate on the sound and its concepts separately they're happening together and the mind already knows it <clears throat> 
Are we trying to get rid of concepts? No. Remember that we're not practicing to get rid of sanya here. We're only trying to reduce taking concepts as objects. But concepts need to be there. Without concepts, we can't even walk or go up the stairs. When we take the stairs, Sanya has already memorized the difference between each step. Just try adding a couple of inches to the steps we've, we've, we're used to climbing regularly and we trip. What we are doing is just paying more attention to reality. And the Pali for that is Paramatta. Sanya does the work of remembering at the moment that there is contact with an object. When there is contact with object, there is already a perception of it. How can we erase this interpretation when it is just a natural part of the mind? Yogis try to just note sound as just sound, sound, sound. And it is possible to do this if there is focusing. Yogis can totally lose the concept of birds or crickets in the process, and they think that they are being in the present moment this way. It's actually not the present moment when we lose all recognition of what the object is and any possibility for wisdom to arise in that moment. I've made that uh, I've made that mistake myself. I realize sometimes telling people to just hear sound as sound. A yogi who came to practice with just seeing, seeing, hearing, hearing, found that he couldn't practice at all anymore once he left the center. Why? We need sanya. That's a concept to function. Don't we need to know how much we're selling a product for? How can we answer questions without the use of concepts? Or if we only hear sounds without an idea of the meaning of those sounds? That's not how Dhamma works. We know the knowing mind, vijnana. We know intentions. We know the feeling mind, vedana. But we may not recognize how sanya is working. That's again the concepts. Fewer people will recognize sanya at work. Take an example of meeting a person for the first time. Won't you remember him when you see him the next day? How do you remember? You remember because of the work of sanya or concepts. You'll be able to understand this and see it clearly if you observe the workings of the mind. Of course, if you work in such a way that you focus in on an object so the mind can't think, it wouldn't be able to connect the concept with the object either. But doing that is basically trying to stop a natural process and to stop Sanya from working. Not being able to think has no element of wisdom within it. There is no interpretation of meaning only because sanya has been suppressed. 
but there can't be any further understanding of object and or mind and causal relationships. Of course, loba or dosa can't come in, but what about moha? Moha is there in full. So, in observing, don't try to break apart the five aggregates of form, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. Instead, you can see how they are each doing their own job. For example, if you take the roof off of a restaurant and peer in from the top, you'll see the boss sitting at the counter, the waiter walking around, the customers having their meals, and the chef cooking in the kitchen. Does each person start his role only when someone else has finished her function? No, they're all happening simultaneously. It's the same with the five aggregates. In short, mindfulness meditation is not about stopping a process that's happening, but about understanding the reality or the truth of that process. People try to cut, uh, to try to stop or cut, cut off processes when they notice a lot of concepts. Wisdom can't arise that way. Wisdom can come in only when there is a clear seeing of mental functions doing their own jobs and lopa or dosa don't follow close behind. With much practice, you can see the object, how the mind feels, how it reacts, and how it's working. In the beginning, you may alternately recognize objects, then mind, then objects, then mind, etc. The way you meditate has to change from grade to grade. Are you going to spell words or read sentences the same way in high school? as you did in elementary school? Will you still be reading the same way in college? Will graduate school reading be the same as college reading? The way you look at words must necessarily change. Likewise, the way you meditate progresses to match the strength of wisdom in the mind. There's no need to go around noting each object by spelling out C-A-T, but just recognize the word C-A-T as cat. Right now, I see yogis come to retreat for the first time, and they begin with an object. The next time they come to retreat, they begin back at an object. Is there a need to go back to this level when you can see the object? the feeling mind, the knowing mind, all working together? Yogis might answer, we're not there yet. Do you know why they are not there? <laughs> there needs to be continuity and momentum in awareness because there's no continuity of awareness. There's no momentum and wisdom is not growing. It's the work of the mind that knows object as object, mind as mind, and how they're working. When this wisdom is stronger, it doesn't meditate in the same way it, does, it did before. It understands 
in the one instance that it sees. We need that continuity and momentum. That means to keep going. Don't just practice when you go to retreat. My teacher used to say that we don't label experiences or objects with characteristics, but that characteristics become clear in the mind. If we think about characteristics, then we follow the objects around and think, this is Anicca, this is Dukkha, this is Anatta. People want to attribute Anicca, Dukkha, or anatta characteristics to their little bits of experience. In reality, the characteristics of existence are anicca, dukkha, anatta, nanyas, that become crystal clear in the mind in an instant of clear seeing when conditions are right and no one can dispute that wisdom. These nanyas don't come about through a thinking process. So, you know if you've had that experience, that's the, those are the properties of everything, right, of all conditioned states. Really, I is just an idea, a belief. You need to hear about it. but realize it for yourself. As you experience it, this understanding will open up to you. I can't tell you a lot about it beforehand. I can only tell you when you experience it. Then you understand and it becomes clear, but before then, it's still very intellectual. So why don't we stop with that and sit. That's a lot to take in. Um, so that continuity of effort is so important, even for seeing things, for growing in that wisdom that we have and being able to move forward. So let's sit. Even as we, even as you have that intention to sit and you're moving into your posture, you can feel the body getting ready, right? The body, the body wants this sitting. The body wants to become uh, still and quiet. Be aware of the body breathing.
we can begin, I think, just with remembering the last part of the reading that all conditioned things are impermanent. They're constantly changing and they're not self. So remember that thinking mind is not who we are. Just be with awareness, everything coming in through your senses. Just be aware of it. some very interesting noises beginning just outside my apartment. You can use that as part of your practice.
just be with whatever whatever arises Notice whether there is pleasant, you have pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings, or neutral. Before I go, let's end by opening up. Just feel yourself open up completely, sending out beautiful thoughts, sending out metta. Begin letting it, feeling it developing and being in your own heart. And just send it out to all beings. We send it out as merit as well. May everything I do or say or think today be done in a way that is beneficial for myself and also beneficial to all other living beings, wherever they may be. May I be harmless in everything I do. And create benefit whenever I am able. May peace be with you. May you be well, 
May you be happy and may you live in peace. Keep sitting if you can, and I will see you uh, Thursday, Thursday morning.